you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 15. So the big question is this, how do parents like us know that we aren't messing up the biggest role of our lives, especially when we happen to have a strong-willed child that's constantly pushing our buttons? We've all heard that kids don't come with a manual, so how can we know for sure that we're saying the right things or that we're getting this parenting thing right? Well, on this podcast for parents of toddlers to teens, we'll be giving you real tools you can use right away so that your kids will feel like they can talk to you about absolutely anything and everything. My name is Randy Rubenstein and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Hi, you guys. I wanted to record a quick podcast on my evening walk with my little doggies tonight, so I hope you enjoy, and and you can't walk until pretty much the sun goes down. It's so freaking hot. Okay, now you know how I feel about summer in Houston. Um, so if the sound quality is not great, I'm just trying out kind of a off-the-cuff format, and I just wanted to see if we could kind of bypass the whole super awesome microphone and just let me kind of talk to you guys for a little bit. I want to talk to you stream of consciousness style. So my kids are in school super late this year, um, and they are taking finals. And um, my daughter is finishing up her sophomore year in high school, and my younger son just is finishing sixth grade. And so especially for my daughter, it's just there's been a lot of preparation and um, – there's a lot of, um, they, they place a lot of emphasis on, uh, on these finals. And so it's a lot of stress. So anyway, I po- somebody posted a, a letter from a principal supposedly in Singapore who I thought it was so good. And I don't know if I can figure out how to link that letter in the show notes, but if I can, I'll link it. And it was like, um, dear parents, I know final exams are coming up and I know that you're all feeling very anxious. You want your kids to do well, yada, yada, yada. Um, and what I ask is this, if your kids are meant to score high marks, awesome. They're into being super academic. Awesome. Great. Great for them. And maybe your child's an artist. And they don't feel, you know, their brain's not interested in math. Or maybe your child's a musician. Or maybe your child's an athlete. And their score in physical education is way more valuable to them in life than their score in organic chemistry. 
Anyway, he sends this whole message about um, where it left me was, wow, we don't even know what the future holds. I mean, I keep harping on this, but it's like they say that our, the majority of our kids' jobs don't even exist yet. Like, this world is changing more rapidly than ever before. I mean, we're building a new house right now. We're getting ready to build a new house, and we were just meeting with uh, the people that are going to be building it for us, and they were saying that in lighting alone, it's changed in the last year more than it has in the 20 years prior. So I'm kind of feeling like, which got my brain kind of curious, because I was like, wow, it's like everything's exploding, everything's changing. And so many of these kids, um, you know, these, these kind of outlier kids who aren't, were never cut out for traditional education, and maybe that's some of you as well, who created this self-belief of, I'm just stupid, I'm not good at school, right? And the truth of the matter is, is like, no, you're just an out-of-the-box thinker, and your zone of genius is something that doesn't involve it doesn't involve, you know, traditional education, sitting in a classroom for eight hours a day, having someone tell you how to think and what to do. And, you know, I just think it's so easy for us, me included, to get kind of hung up on the rat race of achievement. And I don't think anyone wants to admit this, but it's like quite often so many people they forget about their hopes and dreams. Adult people forget about their hopes and dreams. And then they just start focusing on throwing everything they can into their kids. And and their kids are going to succeed and achieve maybe in all the ways that they feel that they didn't. And um, and so and so, so it's, it's sad, actually. And let me just say this. It puts a tremendous amount pressure on your kids you understand like when they know how important it is to you to achieve and achieve and achieve and achieve and it makes you feel more proud of them when they do so um it's really it really messes up your relationship guys i just think we got to get real and look in the mirror and if we find ourselves kind of falling into some of those patterns, um, which, I mean, look, I found myself at times falling into those patterns, and I understand, I understand where it comes from, and when I catch myself, I have to get real and say, like, yeah, no, unhealthy, uh-uh, this is wrong, and then I have to go and do the productive conversation. When I've handled something wrong from a place of, wanting to push my kids for reasons that were about me instead of about them to go back and I have to apologize and I have to own it and then I have to let them let me know how shitty that felt when I was doing that thing or whatever it was and do the active listening piece where I just get quiet and let them just I'm just a sounding board and I just mirror back that I get how frustrating it was and then you know, we move into the problem-solving part together where we talk about what maybe next time when they sense that something's going that way, what are they going to do? How are they going to let me know that I've crossed the line? Or, you know, we put our heads together and we figure things out. A lot of times where we'll get to, like if I do that with my daughter, 
Um, because I was saying like last night she had, she's a pretty academic kid, but she, she's really kind of this like swirling Tasmanian devil of chaos that somehow just pulls it out most of the time at the 11th hour. But last night at 10 o'clock at night, she says she's kind of having a panic attack. And it turns out her math final that was today was she couldn't find her review packet and she needed to turn it in and she was using it to make some cheat sheet note card anyway. And I said, let me just help you look for it. It has to be somewhere. And she said, no, you're going to get upset because my, um, my, my stuff's super disorganized. And I was like, I'm not going to get upset. Let's just, let's just look for it. Let's just dig in and look for it. So I go into her room and start going through everything. And literally every single one of her binders, it looked like George Costanza's wallet. You know, like they were like vomiting papers. And I really had to bite my tongue. And she's sitting there going, I know you're really frustrated with me right now. I'm like, it's fine. Let's find this packet. Let's find. And and as we're doing it, you know, she's like, you know what? I'm just going to redo the the packet. I'm just going to find this. She she just pulls it out. And she stayed up late and she redid the assignment and figured it out. Um, and we kind of talked about what the learning was. Like briefly, loosely, I did not harp on her for being so incredibly messy. We talked about it for a sec today. Um, but I know that she's paranoid about me. She's like, didn't want me to help her because she knew that I get frustrated with her disorganization. And, um, and a lot of the reason I get frustrated with her disorganization is because I'm naturally disorganized. I'm the one who has, you know, however many unopened emails on my, makes my husband crazy on my phone. And I was the one who's, who's, you know, freshman in college dorm room was like beyond disgusting. And I would literally like go buy new underwear rather than wash <laughs> the dirty ones. Like I was that mess. And, and over the years I've figured it out and gotten more organized. Um, I still have some messy things, but I've gotten more organized. I, I hold it together much better these days. And, you know, when I get, when I get, triggered and frustrated for her and I give her a hard time a lot of times it's because I want her to know what I know now and not to go through so many years of the disorganization so um so then you know so I give her a hard time but it comes from a good place it's kind of like the mom who gives her daughter a hard time for for you know eating unhealthy and gaining weight and and the mom is really just trying to protect the daughter from the years she struggled herself with her own body weight. But instead, ultimately, she becomes the bully because she's in trying to protect her daughter. She's the one who's kind of berating her daughter and contributing to this, uh, to a low self-image based on body weight. And we do that. And so I realized when Avery's like, didn't even want to take my help because she's like, you're not, you're going to be upset with me. And it was like, wow, in trying to protect her from my lack of organization over the years, I've given her a hard enough time, enough time that she's not even really wanting to turn to me when she feels like she's having a panic attack. Thank goodness she did because she's worried that I'm what she's going to get a lecture or something, um, or she's going to see disappointment in my face. Well, there's an example of me not doing it right.
And um, so when we go back after the dust settles after finals, we will definitely have a productive conversation about this. And I will definitely apologize to her about that, even though she's the one who's a mess. Like, and I know you, many of you guys are probably going, you, you might be saying like, really, you're apologizing for her and she's the mess. Like, how does she learn to get it together? And it's like, she learns to get it together. She learns by what is modeled before her. And, um, and right now she's, her adolescent brain is in more of a state of chaos. She'll learn and, or she won't, but it's actually her life and her journey. And, and it's not for me to berate and belittle her about it. And it's the same thing when it comes to, you know, our kids and achievement. It's a fine line between providing resources and motivating them and helping to support them for success when they need extra help in school and they maybe get a tutor or what have you. Um, or versus making them feel like they, whatever marks they achieve or, or the way their resume air quotes looks, you know, that's what determines how proud we are of them or how much we love them. So, um, I just think, you know, it's something interesting to think about. I know a lot of us until we start having these conversations, like this conversation on the podcast, and it's really the reason I do this is. Because a lot of us, we just start, you know what, we're just not overthinking things. We're raising people. We're going through life. We're going and blowing. And we're not necessarily thinking or questioning the way things have always been done. It's just not on our radar. So my goal here is I want to put this on your radar and just, you know, ponder it. And just like me, if you recognize that you've made some of these mistakes, because I'm telling you, I have too. Uh, that's what the beautiful, that's the beautiful thing about the productive conversation method, because now you have a recovery process to go back every time you've gotten, you've done something wrong. Like that whole thing that we need to get this all right as parents and we can never let them see us sweat. And we, we got to have all the answers. Let's, that's not true. In fact, it's way more connecting when we screw it up and go back and recover and let them know we had a human moment. And it gives our kids permission to have human moments too. And turn to us when they need help with something. Because ultimately, like, don't want them to turn to us versus turn to someone outside the family that they may trust more than us because they're worried that we're going to berate or belittle or lecture or do it the I told you so's or any of that stuff. Okay, so that is my little stream of consciousness uh, conversation. For this evening, I hope the background noise and the wind and all that stuff isn't too frustrating for you, but um, just kind of got a little burst of inspiration thinking about my people studying for finals and um, wanted to make you guys a quick podcast. Okay, talk to you next week. Bye. At Mastermind Parenting, we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. And if this sounds like something you want to learn more about, then I have a gift for you. You can grab a copy of my best-selling book, The Parent Gap. It's my signature recipe for raising confident and kind kids, even if you have a strong-willed one. So go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash book to get your free copy mailed directly to your doorstep.